Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022, and this is day 1481 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you above all others. There is none like you. Thank you for unconditional love, for showing us how to do the same with others, that precious agape love, God's love. Help us, Lord, to put aside our own selfish motives and evil desires and and truly love one another the way that you have loved us. Help me to do that, Father. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is empathy is a necessity. Empathy is a necessity and empathy is a byproduct of the character traits of God. So when we take on on the mind of Christ, uh, then we will begin uh, to Take, to show empathy and grace and mercy and compassion for others. When we don't, we still have um, what we call conditional love. Yeah, things are based upon on how I feel today, what you do for me, um, what you look like. <laughs> it depends on how I'm going to love you. And then whereby we're not able to really show empathy because we're not really functioning in true love. So true love is, I love you no matter what, and I will show you empathy. We're going to be coming out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 14 through 20. Today, I have various quotes that I want to give uh, more so today uh, that uh, as we dive in a little deeper when I get to my points, I'll be sharing those with you. Okay, so Philippians chapter 4, verses 14 through 20, and this is Paul speaking, and he says, yet it was good of you. To share in my troubles. He was in prison, okay? It was, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. And this is really interesting to me because Paul set up all these churches. He encouraged the people. He empowered them and, and all that. But then when it came to the support uh, that he needed, uh, and, and God always worked things out for him, and he makes that clear, but how only one church helped him. And that was uh, the Philippians and how they shared with him and uh, sent him aid. Even when he was in another uh, location, uh, they helped him. Verse 17 says, not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied 
now that I have received from uh, Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. So when giving from the heart and sharing with others, it's like this sweet smelling savor that goes up to the Lord. And he says in verse 19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And and this particular offering was also, the sacrifice was a thanks offering, a thanks, an offering of thanksgiving. And, and it talks about it in Leviticus, how there were three kinds of fellowship offerings. The offering of thanksgiving, uh, the offering of making a vow and keeping that vow, and then a free will offering. But he was comparing this to the Old Testament uh, when he said uh, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God, and it was an, uh, an offering of thanksgiving. So let's go to our notes. Point number one, courage gives us a voice and compassion gives us an ear. Without both, there is no opportunity for empathy and connection. If we can share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. And the quotes that I'm reading you today are from Brene Brown. She is a research professor. And she has a lot of awesome quotes out there on empathy, on shame, and a few others that she's done some intense studies on. Another quote from Brene Brown is, empathy has no script. There is no right way or wrong way to do it. It's simply listening, holding space, and withholding judgment, emotionally connecting and communicating that incredibly healing message of you're not alone. And when we truly just, when when she says holding space, so that space right now, if we're communicating with each other, is solely our space right now. And nothing else will interfere. Nothing else can obstruct that space. It's just me and you right now. And when you're talking to me, I am totally tuned in. I put aside my own perspectives to understand your perspective, to hear what you have to say and how you're feeling and not judging, putting aside judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. Like as you're talking, thinking, wow, I can't believe they're talking like that. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with them? No, no, putting aside all that. See, that is true empathy. And then communicating uh, a healing message that you're not alone. You may not have any answers to what they're talking about. You may not have any um, uh, any suggestions or any comments. Uh, that's what no comments or anything. But what you could say is, you're not alone. And and hey, I'm here for you. Just like <clears throat> the Church of Phil- the. Philippian church did with Paul. They showed him empathy and and it was it was derived from unconditional love. So when we truly love, 
then we can show empathy freely. Point number two, they also showed Paul compassion. Compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to. And when they say yes, they mean it. You can trust them. You can you can take it to the bank. You know, you know that person's character. And you know if they say no, that that that's what they mean. And uh they don't um uh, they say it because it's needed at that time. It's not because they're trying to be evil or mean. It's just sometimes it's okay to say no and it's a good thing. And then when they say yes, you know they mean that as well. <clears throat> and you know that if they said it, they're going to be right there. The only thing that can keep them from being there is if they're in the hospital or death or someone else, you know, a loved one is in the hospital or death. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. So <clears throat> clear boundaries, understanding how far we go to the left, the right, um, north uh, and south. How far do we go? Where are where do our boundaries lie? And that also is by Brene Brown. You know, the Philippians truly loved Paul. And if they got nothing else from Paul's teaching, they understood what it meant to show empathy and how to be with someone to the very end, to not just stop. You know, and like, oh, forget it. If they make you mad to not just say, you know what? I didn't like the message that he or she preached. I'm I'm done. I'm not going to give them anything. Or I want my money back because I don't like what they said. No, 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 no. It is truly from the heart. And when it's truly from the heart, it's a done deal. You know, what you've already done, you did it because you cared. And so you're not trying to retrieve anything. You're not trying to be vindictive or hold that against that person. Now what you're doing is uh, truly showing empathy. And you know who showed the greatest empathy ever in the world <laughs> is Jesus Christ, God the Father, and, and him sending his precious son, Jesus Christ, so that, that we can be reconciled back to him. You know, that that is truly uh, unconditional love. And him having empathy upon us, knowing that, we can't make it. We couldn't make it without him. As a matter of fact, we were on our way to hell without Jesus, without the blood shed that he, the blood that he shed on that cross so that we could have life for eternity, reconciled back to the father after the sin of Adam and Eve took place at the very beginning. And God had a plan and he sent his only begotten son, Jesus to die and raise up on, from the grave, <clears throat> victorious <clears throat> over death, over hell, and over the grave. And then to give us a new life. Oh, glory to God. To, to reconcile us back to God. Because you see, God's boundaries was he cannot look upon sin. He does not look upon sin. And so the blood of Jesus uh, paved the way, filled the gap. <clears throat> so that now when Jesus, when God sees us, he sees the blood of his son that covered our sins. Glory to God. And now we are reconciled back with God if we accept him as our savior. And now we are going to spend eternity with him. I'll never forget. This was maybe about, oh my gosh, maybe about four years ago, 
three or four years ago uh, while working for the Center for Conflict Resolution, which I still do contract work with. I I love those folks over there. They're wonderful. Uh, But anyway, we were working at another office uh, on 63rd Street and right next to Citadel in that big uh, building that used to be the Social Security building. And we were on, I think, the third floor. And uh, my boss's daughter, Michaela, worked there and she is a jewel and just super kind and very smart, but you would never know. She's just really humble. As a matter of fact, my boss's name is Annette. Both of her children, her son is the same way. And anyway, while we were there working and anything, she goes, Miss Jackie, what do you need? Or, you know, she would help, we would help each other, but she was really just on top of everything. And and I remember she was working on a project. We both were together and, um, and in the middle of the project, something happened as she was working on this project. She went out to the hallway uh, and I think she was going to the restroom and on her way back, there was a gentleman that had got off on the third floor that was really lost. He was looking for a company that was going to help him. He was like a, a gentleman, probably in his, a black older gentleman, maybe in his 80s, you know, and, and just really confused. He had like a, a folder full of loose leaf papers that he had written, handwritten up just so nicely, but everything was just kind of uh, disheveled, you know, just it, he, he had it organized to the best of his ability. And this organization was going to help him compile these papers. I don't know what they were about or anything like that. And, and, and so she was trying to help him find it and walking him up and down the hall and then realized that they weren't there anymore. Maybe they, the door was locked. I don't know what happened, but she said, sir, uh, basically come on in. I'll, I'll help you. And he came in. She didn't know him. He didn't know her. She brought him into the to the office and uh, into her office. And 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 she put aside what she was working on. That was something needed. But this was more important at that moment. And she gave her her ear uh, to this gentleman and heard exactly what he needed. And she she let him know, I can help you. She can type so fast. Oh, my gosh. So she began typing up his information. uh, And and she said, sir, is this okay? And and he would tell some things that were missing. He started telling her, no, we need this here and that there. And and she typed it in. And uh, I went in to say, hey, to ask her how she was coming on the project or something. She goes, oh, Miss Jackie, I'm doing this for this gentleman, Mr. So-and-so. I forgot his name. And she introduced us. And and I thought, oh, I've not seen him before, met him before. Okay. And um, after it was all said and done, she got him all taken care of and typed up everything, printed it for him, made him copies, however many he needed, and put it in a nice folder and then said, is there anything else you need, sir? And he said, no, thank you so much. You know, we could be entertaining angels and never know it because, but it's, you know, and that's what the Bible teaches. And and I believe that that man was like an angel. And uh, Michaela served him uh, fully. Uh, and she, afterwards, she shared the story with me about what happened. I said, oh, my goodness, that is so kind of you. You know, she recently texted me last week. 
And uh, she said, uh, Miss Jackie, my company that I work for, they're um, closing their shop down in uh, the city market area, I think it is, and and wanted to know if you needed any furniture. They're going to be giving away furniture. And I just wanted to check with you because I know you're doing the work with the children. And and it just blessed my heart. And I was like, wow, you... <laughs> Here it was years later, she's moved on from CCR. She's traveling the world and doing the work that God has blessed her to do. And she thought about me and I was so honored and blessed by that. And uh, But that's empathy, caring about others. It is a necessity. We need to make sure that we're showing it to others. The number one thing though is that you having the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now you're on the way to heaven to be with the Lord. We don't know when our last day will be. We don't know when the end of the world is going to take place. It can happen any second now. Everything is in place. Every biblical prophecy has been fulfilled up into the greatest event that will occur at any second. And that is the rapture, the rapture of the church, the body of Christ, which those who have accepted him as, as their savior represent the body of Christ. And we can be caught up in the air to be with him any second now. So our goal right now is to continue sharing the love of Jesus and building the kingdom of God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org. Check out what we're doing in the community with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And join us this evening for Life Talk, uh, our uh, Zoom link. Uh, I'll make sure to put that up on the um, uh, MI15 website. Uh, and uh, yeah, please check us out. That'll be later today. But if you're interested, uh, please send me a text. Many of you know my number. Uh, <laughs> or send me a message on our website. Uh, send me an email message or just a message saying I'd like to receive that link uh, if we don't get it out there soon enough, and we'll make sure to send you the link. That'll be this evening from uh, 6.30 to about 7.30. Uh, life talk uh, based upon biblical principles. Uh, I'm excited about what God has for us tonight. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.